are listening to episode 91 of the Playing Fallout podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. friends. I hope that this finds you well. I know that sometimes at this point in the year, when winter is upon us and we're a little bit further along in our goals in the quarter and we start to experience maybe a little less energy, maybe you're experiencing less focus or productivity than you had when the year began. And maybe you're facing some old struggles or maybe there's some new challenges and you desperately want to have the enthusiasm and confidence and the certainty that you notice other leaders seem to have. And you want to do this so that you can live at your best and have that type of vitality. Well, I've heard your question and I've got answers for you. The question is, how do some leaders achieve so much and seem to have endless energy and enthusiasm to expand themselves and their careers and their reach? If you're not asking that question, I'm going to tell you that your colleagues and your friends are. And the answer is the masters of their art have a few key rituals throughout the day that deliberately position them for increased productivity and for purpose and increased peace. I call these the three P's to power. Today, I'm going to share that one ritual, the most important of their rituals, the ultimate needle mover to turn you into the hero of your life and the leader that you're here to be. What is it that I'm referring to that will have you achieving these life-changing results and help you to do your most astonishing work? It is the early morning ritual. And I ran into it on my own through circumstance probably 25 years ago when I used to teach fitness classes each morning at 6 a.m. I did it to earn extra money before my day job. And I'd get my exercise in and a few other things that really set me off for a really strong start to my day. Fast forward 25 years and the science and the proven results of a really refined morning ritual that has and hits all of the inner chambers for an extraordinary inner game. It is really the most life-changing of rituals to increase your personal mastery and your professional impact. And when you have a strong morning ritual, the kind that I'm talking about, you're going to be able to sustain high output as well as a feeling of balance and happiness throughout your day. In today's episode, you're going to learn the four inner game chambers you must fuel daily to elevate your personal mastery and professional abilities. You're going to learn the number one reason most people's days are filled with distraction and anxiety, uncertainty, and fatigue and how to take charge to eliminate that with one ritual, what happens when you're in the flow state, and what it is and how to foster it for optimum performance and creativity. 
And best of all, you're going to walk away from today's episode with the five-part step-by-step method to the Fulfilled Leaders Early Morning Ritual so that you can sustain that maximum productivity that you want and that you see others have so that you can generate the exceptional performance of those you admire and so that you can feel that you are living and leading on purpose and with the level of peace and calm that you want throughout your day. So let's get started. The reality is that there isn't a person alive today who can't lift their thinking or their performance or their productivity or their happiness by wiring in this daily ritual that has them winning the day before most others wake. It's no secret that if you look at some of the world's most successful people, they get up really early. Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein from the past, today's successful people like Richard Branson gets up reportedly at 545. Apple CEO Tim Cook gets up as early as 345. Oprah gets up at six. Elon Musk rises at seven. And the list goes on and on. But it isn't just waking early that revolutionizes your day in your life. It's what you do in that time with that ritual that positions you and your day for exponential growth and success. And I mentioned that for a long time now, I've been an early morning riser. Even before my kids, I viewed the morning as that time when I was alone. I could hear myself in the silence. I was calm, set the tone for my day. These were the things I noticed. I was more productive and happier. I was more confident on the days that I did wake early to have my morning ritual. But what I didn't realize then was just how physiologically and psychologically science-based and how important having this early morning ritual actually was. There have been times in my life, like many of us, I'm sure, that if you've had a ritual that you've fallen out of it, times when I'd stay up late, when I had young kids who slept and woke at different hours, when I traveled, that's a time when I would let go of my routine. But what I started to notice is that when I stuck to my morning ritual, which were tapping into these four components, my confidence would climb and my calm and my focus increased and my creativity in particularly was soaring. And I was so certain of the impact of a morning ritual that I studied it further and I noticed what other high performers and high contributors were doing, leaders, masters, and I kept refining my morning ritual along the way. And I've since taught those I work with how to create their own and what to include so that they master one that works for them and that allows and supports their exceptional performance during a day. I've observed and I've worked with a lot of prolific professionals and world changers and master teachers and true leaders. And one of the things they all have in common is that they have mastered their morning ritual. They wouldn't think of it any other way. They win their day before most people wake. What I've concurred through these years is that, and this is really important, that you got to get is that how you start your day really is how you live your life. How you start your day is how you live your life. You hear that how you do some things is how you do everything. Well, if you think for a moment, just of your own routine in the morning, how you start your day, do you leap out of bed or do you hit the snooze button? Do you rush to begin your day or have you gotten up earlier to take the edge off? Do you prepare for your day the night before or are you reacting and scrambling to circumstances? 
When you wake, does your mind immediately run a short list of the potential threats and the the risks you need to mitigate? Or are you setting intention for positive, high-quality interactions that you're going to have with other people throughout the day? Are you caring for others first, or have you left enough time before and after to ensure that you're mentally and physically fueled for the day? Do you grab your phone and open your emails or texts and allow others' agendas to inform you of yours? Or do you stick to your established ritual? Each one of those behaviors, each one of those choices indicates and is indicative of the choices you're going to make later on in the day. That's just how our brain works. We're training it. So how you leave and live and lead that first hour is going to set the tone and the pace for the rest of the day. And that's why it's so important to be deliberate about the habit that you create. How you live the first hour of your day is completely indicative of the rest of your day. It informs your brain what to look for, no ifs, ands, or buts. How we make those choices becomes how we, you know, decide our actions, which will determine our later outcomes. And as I've watched more and more people right now that are suffering from hyper-distraction and over-stimulation and hyperactivity, anxiety, decision fatigue, the list goes on, overwhelm. It's clear to me that what they're missing is not just getting up early, because some will do that to enjoy the silence and solitude, but to have a real ritual that hits the brain's buttons for change, that injects high-octane fuel for mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. Not just sometimes techniques, not just interesting tools that are one-offs, but a collective that is proven to hit the brain's buttons and to feed and fuel that inner game. James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, says that you don't rise to the level of your goals, you rise to the level of your systems. You can have clear goals in place to lose weight or expand your reach in an organization or your performance or to play more with your kids. But if you don't have a system, which is really another word for small, seemingly insignificant habits done consistently, then you'll not achieve your greatness or experience what it is that you say you want at the level that you're built for. And again, of all the rituals and systems that you create, the early morning ritual is probably the most impactful and life-changing. The question right now to ask yourself is, is your morning routine setting you up for a day of excellence and productivity and joy? And if you're struggling in any area, this might be the exact space and place to pivot everything. If your answer to that question about your morning routine and whether it's setting you up for the excellence and the joy and the productivity that you want. If the answer is no, I will show you how you can start to upgrade your ritual if you have one or put one in place if you don't. And the reason why this is so important is because when you fuel these four parts that I'm going to refer to as the four chambers to a five-star inner game, you will have more energy to give. You'll have more clarity to focus. You'll have more passion to pursue your most important goals or your dreams. You'll also easily be able to quiet that voice that says, I, I can't, or any other internal voice that creeps in from your primal brain that's fear-based. Now, before you say 
or think of the reasons why you just can't establish an early morning routine or a ritual that ignites this calm and this focus and this peace that I'm talking about for your most creative day. Whether that's because your kids get up too early or just not know a morning person or your spouse doesn't get up at that time. Consider this. If I told you that I had a pill for access to your highest level of insight, access to create your optimum performance and conditions that sharpen your creativity, would you get up in the morning to take that pill? If you said yes, then listen here because I'm going to give you the ingredients to this cocktail. It's powerful. It's actually a cocktail of neurochemicals within your brain, ones like dopamine and serotonin that increase while ones like cortisol, a stress hormone, decreases. And this cocktail of neurochemicals puts you in what many have heard athletes and other exceptional people, musicians and, and geniuses, people call flow. To understand what the flow state is exactly, imagine for a moment that you're walking home in the dark at night and a dog comes running out of nowhere barking crazily at you. And all of a sudden, maybe someone sneaks up on you in the night. That, that is not flow. That's the opposite of flow. Another example is when you wake and you recall yesterday your largest client said they are looking to take their business elsewhere if you don't do better on the pricing. That too is not flow. Flow is responsible for massive peacefulness and for reward and for freedom. And it occurs when we are fully immersed in an activity and we're not distracted. You may have experienced it in the past if you have lost track of time while you're doing something. You're completely immersed in something, undistracted. That's flow. That's when we're accessing our best genius. You can foster this state. And exceptional individuals do this deliberately, and they use techniques to fuel it in their morning, every morning. And you can start to do this as well. It's simpler than you think. Now, the four chambers I'm referring to, this five-star state, to include when you're fueling yourself in your morning ritual, they're going to hit these four chambers, the physical well-being, the psychological or emotional well-being, your mental well-being, and your spiritual well-being. These are not linear. One is not necessarily better than the other. We've tried to put them in order. I will say that the first of these, the first physical well-being, we know that you can't do anything if you don't have your physical health, right? That may be the very most important thing. A rich man can have a million wishes if he's healthy, but he only has one if he's not healthy. It's a quote from somewhere I do not know. But we know this, that it's most important that to have our physical health, we can't do anything. And exercise decreases stress by up to 20%. It's one of those low-hanging fruits when it comes to positioning yourself for exceptional living. I don't actually work with people who don't exercise. I think I've said that before because it's that important. It, it releases that neurochemical in, in this cocktail that we talked about. It decreases stress and it releases more ser- serotonin, the feel-good chemical. We can't really care for others if we don't have possession of our health, right? So maybe the physical health, the physical well-being in the chamber of physical well-being is the most important. The next of these four chambers then I would say to fuel is your emotional well-being. It may just be the second one, as I said, that's most important. It's important to keep it clean and fueled because your emotional well-being has to do with clearing and releasing the past wounds and hurts and pains that sometimes unwittingly, subconsciously prevent us from being able to move forward with ease. A lot of time we aren't aware we're carrying stuff in the past that slows us down from flow. 
and forgiveness of ourselves and others and bringing empathy and compassion to situations. These are really how we tend to clean and, and maintain and fuel our emotional well-being. A lot of times people think that you just need to have a positive mindset, but you can't have a positive mindset if you're carrying frustration or anger or hurt or disappointment from the past. Am I right? Not if you're making interpretations or housing beliefs that won't let you be positive. Another wise teacher once told a group of us that we have to keep our chemical factories clean. And he, of course, was referring to our brains that when you realize that it literally is a chemical factory, you realize how powerful it is and that it is the highest of priorities to keep the inner chambers and all that fuels it clean. Now, this third chamber to fuel is your mental well-being or your mindset. And your mindset is that lens through which you interpret or give meaning to situations. If someone calls and says they're not happy with the service or project that you've done, does that mean you're unworthy? Do you make the interpretation that you're incompetent? Do you tell a story that you're going to lose your job or that this always happens to you? I'm not going to go too much into this right now, but your thoughts have energy, which become words, which become feelings, which become actions, and they determine your character and character determines your life. Minding your mindset every single morning, choosing where you're and how you make interpretations and where you focus and place your attention, game changing. And that hour informs and is indicative of the way you will continue the rest of the day. The last and final of the four chambers is your spiritual well-being. And that has to do with your relationship with yourself, your supreme self, your wise self. Are you connected to you? Do you trust you? Do you tune in and listen to you? Or to something larger than you? Do you nurture you? Do you care for your spirit? Many don't have a healthy relationship with themselves. They're critical. They're judgmental. They're even punitive. Very conditional with whether or not they're going to like themselves or support themselves. Really, our job, like the title of a book says, is your love yourself like your life depends on it. Because it does. It's another one of those that trips the neurochemicals and the cocktail and the inner game fostering for exceptional living. Now, there's ways to foster that. I'm going to get really specific. These are the four chambers or the parts of the five-star inner game, which will help you to get the most out of your days. And what happens when you build a ritual around these is that your brain waves move from beta, which is fast and furious, to alpha, which is smooth and flowing. Now, a lot of times people are starting right out of the gate in beta, which is fast and furious. And this is a way to cultivate the alpha state. And when you cultivate the energy and enthusiasm and the calm, you can release more of your creativity and your wisdom for whatever it is that you are building right now. I'm going to give you an idea very specifically of what a ritual like this looks like. You can change the time around which you do, but 5 a.m., 5.15, 6, you can rejigger, you can deconstruct from maybe when it is your kids are waking or when you like to be in the workplace. But look at this for yourself because this is the habit to put in place that you will put in place for the rest of your life. But let's start baby right now in the next two weeks. The first thing that you do, and I really encourage when you master and figure out the ritual and how it looks for you is to write it down because what you want to do is to, to take out any decision making that conserves energy and it conserves willpower. We have 35,000 decisions an average man makes on a day. You want to cut those down by not making decision fatigue start right out of the gate. So you determine 
and write down exactly what time it is that you want to wake up. This is not to be controlling, but so much as to be and put in place a target or a plan. Begin with a five to nine minute meditation, a time of silence, music. You can find this on Spotify. You can even look up binaural beats, which help, and they really are the waves that move you from alpha or into alpha or theta states out of your beta state, which is the more fast moving one. You can listen to a hypnosis. Again, you want to keep this to five to nine minutes more if you want, but this is what you need, nine minutes or so of silence. For the next five to nine minutes, grab a journal and answer these three questions. What am I grateful for? That expands your attention on the opportunities in the world. What do I acknowledge myself for? Expands your relationship with yourself. What would make today amazing? And by answering that, you are sending a message and imprinting on your subconscious mind. You're informing your brain, your reticular activation system to look for these things. It's going to be doing that when you're not even working on it, right? The third part, the third step is to wire your subconscious mind for your ultimate future. Ultimately, this is with a written version of your ultimate life movie where it's already done. You've written the next year or three years, and you're telling the story of what has happened. When you read and visualize this consistently every morning with feeling, I have proof personally and professionally that you are programming and wiring and creating without you even realizing it. You're clearing and making, allowing any upper limit problems to to vanish and to be broken through. The next part is that you, and this is probably my favorite, is that you simply tap into your supreme wise, higher self, whatever you want to call it, and ask the question, is there anything you want me to know? Is there anything you want me to know about how to make this ritual fit into my world and into my morning? And then sit quietly. You can write on it. You can think on it and just allow it to come in. The most important thing is that when you ask and expect an answer that you trust it when it comes, I think capturing it by writing it down is important. And then, of course, acting on it. Act on and listen to that conversation that you have because at that moment, you're getting some of your highest insights, wisdom, and intuitive hits. After that, you've already dressed with the clothes that you're going to wear for your physical activity. And you go do whatever it is, a yoga, uh, uh, maybe it's something within your own home. Do some type of physical activity because, again, this is just low-hanging fruit to allowing more serotonin to drop in. And then from there, you hit the shower. There oftentimes many people get downloads and insights in the shower. Again, your prefrontal cortex, which is involved in a lot of your master decision-making, is quieted. And you're going to the subcortex and getting and accessing information. I encourage for that to have aqua notes, which are you can purchase on Amazon or a pen and paper in the bathroom. Everywhere I go, I have pen and paper. This is where you're going to capture ideas. It's awful when you lose an amazing idea. At this time, you've primed yourself for an extraordinary day. This is your early morning ritual. I go beyond this. This is the time when, when once you sit down, you have another aspect to your ritual, which is as you're reviewing your ideal week, the goals that fit into that, you're reading it, you can go through that a couple times a day to allow your brain to continue to work on it while you're not. You know, we have our best hours, our cognitive abilities, our gold hours, as I like to call them, are in the morning and they decline as the day goes on. Your highest impact work, therefore, should be done in the morning. 
My clients are all abiding and using the 90-minute rule to do their most important work, usually from anywhere between, sometimes it's 8 to 9.30, sometimes it's 9 to 10.30. If you can't do 90 minutes, at least an hour. This is where you're you're doing your vital few, the, your genius work, the work that only you can do. By answering what your vital few are, and you can get that exercise, I believe, in episode 25. We'll put that in the show notes too, so you can easily access it. You know what work only you can do. This is where you're answering the question of what work in the next 90 days, if I did it for 90 minutes, would change my life, my industry, my workplace. And then applying yourself with the highest impact work in during that time. Once you've done that, this is how executives get to work and have already started their day. They've already won their day. They've already done their highest work such that anything else that comes their way is just, it's just gravy that they're able to support with. This is how you take charge of your own life and that you put yourself on steroids. Understand, and James Clear would say, start small. You know, I've had many people starting their habits with one push up or one mile or one minute. And maybe that's where you start one minute of a morning meditation. Anything, it's not as important how much you're doing or what you're doing is that you begin by just coming to that place. Your call to action is to wake up 30 minutes earlier and, and for the next two weeks, just be aware of getting up, taking the edge off, and then deciding what you're going to put in that time. This is how you fuel yourself. Your call to action, like I said, set the alarm 30 minutes earlier for the next two weeks. That's it. If you want to begin in some of these ways on the four chambers to the inner game, pick one or all of these five parts. I'll review them right now. The first one, a nine-minute meditation, quiet time, music, or some type of hypnosis program to program in a miracle, wonderful day. The next nine minutes is to grab a journal and answer the three questions. What am I grateful for? What do I acknowledge myself for? What would make today amazing? The third part is for two to three minutes to read your ultimate future movie that's written as though all has already been achieved and done. The fourth part, simply ask yourself, your supreme self, higher self, what do you want me to know? Is there anything you want to tell me? And then allow yourself to write for 10 minutes. The next part is to do your physical activity and to fuel that physical well-being. The more that you engage and bring emotion and calm and quiet and stay into that state repeatedly, the more you set yourself off for, for unleashing your greatness within, and you'll start to see exceptional performance and more peace in your day, more answers to your greatness. Again, I do incorporate the 90 minutes of executive think time or your magical think time, your ideation time, your creativity time to do your highest impact work before your day even begins, and especially while you're in that state. If you want more support with elevating your game and increasing your personal mastery and your professional leadership and capabilities, then set up a discovery call with me by going to my website at ritahighland.com. Under contact, make the connection. Once we receive your request, my team will respond to you within 48 hours to schedule a time to talk. Remember, the world is at need of a full version of you at play. Half version of you is not enough. We need you today. I look forward to connecting with you at my next episode. And until then, be well and be at peace. 
Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.